Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Hey, we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. We have one more week left, and I know if some haven't jumped in and you go, well, I'll jump in next time. No, listen. Take this week, commit yourself to fast and pray. I, I recommend that you fast some food, not just, well, I'm going to fast. Somebody told me they're going to fast salad. I said, no, no, fast, fast some food. Lay aside some food, okay? Um, if, if you, the resources are online. Now, don't get any ideas right there. Don't get any ideas with that salad. But you can look online and you can see the resources. There's a Daniel fast, but fast for these next seven days. Listen, fast and pray, not just fast and mourn. Fast and pray and believe God for breakthrough. I'm telling you, I've already seen multi-breakthrough over the last two weeks. And, uh, but you win games at the end, and I'm believing for even more this week. Somebody say amen. So let's fast and pray. Hey, also, uh, this is part of my message right here. This isn't an intro to my message but that I'm about to go into. So some of you say, when are you going to start your message? Now. Okay. But uh, we need to pray for our nation. Continue to pray for our nation. Somebody, somebody might think, well, the elections are over. Well, you know, the votes are already counted. Well, this and that. Listen. There is more of a divide in our nation than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And some would say much older than me that would say ever seen in their lifetime. Matthew chapter 25 verse or 12 verse 25, Jesus said, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, and listen what he said, every kingdom, can you say every kingdom? Every kingdom, government, structure, authority of system, system divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself what does it say come on say it what does it say who said this jesus jesus said if if we're divided against ourselves we'll be brought to desolation and we will not stand listen it's not about winning a political party it's not about winning an argument. I believe, and I'll stand here and say, I believe with all of my heart that we need to pray against getting into socialism. We are not called to be a socialist nation. There are many, 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 many things that people think they want a free check and they want this, but there's control in it. I believe it gets into demonic and I believe it gets into flipping freedom on us to where we can't be free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But let me tell you, it's not about winning a debate because we could win something. You could win a presidency. You could win an election, but you're still divided. But he says every nation divided, every kingdom divided will be brought into desolation and every city or house divided against itself. Divided. So what do we need to do? Well, you need to, to agree on something. And what can we agree on? Listen, I want us to pray that we would agree First and foremost, that God is our God. Somebody say amen. amen. That we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. That we are one nation under God. That's where our unity comes from. That we come and we say, first of all, we agree on that. And we need to stand up for the word of God. Somebody say amen. 
We are not against abortion, or we are against abortion. We will not stand up for unrighteousness. We believe what the Word of God says. Unapologetically, somebody says amen. We also do not believe in racism. We just said it. We also do not believe that one person's better than another. We believe in equal rights. And sometimes, I can tell you, no political party has it all right. You could stand up and say, I'm Democrat, and you could stand up and say, I'm Republican. I've sat down with people in our church who are hard-pressed on either side. And can I tell you, nobody has it all right. But nevertheless, we have to stand united. And number one, that we are one nation under God. Number two, that we believe in the principles of the Word of God, and we will never veer from them. Somebody say amen on that. Amen. We need to stand against division for unity, for peace. On January the 3rd, something happened, and some of you may have seen it, and some of you may have not. But on January the 3rd, the, there was a, 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 it, was, it was actually last, uh, two Sundays ago, two Sundays ago, there was the 117th time that our, uh, the, the house chamber the House came together and there was the swearing in of the 117th Congress. Every single year, they bring in a man of God, a pastor, a somebody who represents God, and they have what's called an invocation. An invocation is invoking God, his hand, his presence upon what's happening right there. They bring in and they say, we will bring an invocation in Almighty God. We invite you. We ask you to lead and guide us. We know that we're one nation under God. We know that without you, we're in trouble as a nation. Two weeks ago, Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, an ordained minister, he stood up and he prayed a prayer, and it was quite a good prayer until he got to the end. Quoted scripture. And then at the end, he said this, we ask it in the name of the monotheistic God. Monotheistic just means one God. We all believe that. He's one God, right? One God. He said, in the name of Brahma. Brahma is the Hindu creator God. The supreme. In fact, put a picture of Brahma uh, up there. He said, we ask this in the name of Brahma. He's invoking demons invoking demons into people just think oh well he's one god he's just called different names no that's not that's what he would that's what satan or demons would want you to believe oh we're all the same isn't that what he actually told you well god knows come on we're all in the, we're all in this together right so he said, in the name of Brahma, Brahma is a Hindu creator God, supreme in the triad, great of Hindu gods, which includes Shiva and Vishnu. And he invoked the presence of, I believe, a de demonic, of a demon into our Congress, into the house. He's an ordained minister. And he ended his prayer and he said, and by the names, by the names of many different faiths. And then he ended his prayer and said, amen and a woman. Now, I know most people got caught up on the amen and a woman and said, that, first of all, that's downright stupid. 
the amen and a woman because amen is not a gender, right? We know that. He was just, uh, and when they came back and interviewed about it, he said it was just a pun. I was just trying to represent women because it was a bunch of women that were, you know, that were getting elected in and things. But I'm not hung up on that right now. But I am hung up on when you invoke demons and the gods of many names into our government. You know why? Because the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Listen, America isn't America because of America. America is America because God's put his hand on America. And if we ever, if we don't know who our God is, we'll lose our power. If we don't know who our God is and we don't stand up for our God, then we'll lose our strength. We cannot invoke any other presence, any other. He said, you shall have no other gods before me. We cannot invoke any other gods. Remember, Saul got taken out of office in the Bible, the very first king of Israel. Why? Because he went and he consulted with the medium. He went and consulted with another spirit. If we replace God, we lose our strength, church. If we replace God, we lose our strength. God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to go make you a nation. I'm going to start a nation over. And he told Abraham in Genesis 15, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision and said, do not be afraid, Abraham. Listen, do not be afraid, Abraham. There's a lot of people that are in fear in our nation right now. And there's a lot of people who should be. We shouldn't be, but there's a lot of people who should be. He says, do not be afraid, Abraham, because I am your shield and I am your exceedingly great reward. That's why Moses said, unless your presence goes with us, because I know who my God is. And if I know that my God is my God, then I know everything's going to be okay. If our nation loses touch with who their God is, our nation's in trouble. And you know what? We're on the brink of it. I know that sometimes we can just get used to it and assume, well, God's going to always be there. No. Kingdoms, strong kingdoms, mighty kingdoms, if you read history, they've been strong and they never thought they were going to go away and kingdoms have fallen. The United States of America can fall if God takes his hand off the United States of America. Church, this is a serious thing. I'm not just talking about this one prayer. I'm talking about this politically correct, trying to be right, trying to, trying to inclusive of everything. You know, when you start including other things and gods and bringing it into the equation and calling it your strength, we're in trouble. You read it all throughout the Bible. God told Abraham, I'm your shield. I'm your great reward. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 21 says this. It says, then she named the child Ichabod, saying the glory of the Lord departed from Israel. Can I tell you, God said his hand would be on Israel, but then she named her, this lady named her child Ichabod because God departed. Do you know the glory of the Lord can depart from the United States of America? I don't believe it because I live in here. Believe it, read history. If our leaders, if our government turns away from God, the glory of the Lord can depart from this nation. The glory of the, the Lord, listen, departed from Israel because the ark of the Lord had been captured. Why? Because when God's presence left, when it was replaced with other gods, when it was replaced with other things, 
God's presence left, so God's glory left. We talked about last week. If you didn't hear the message last week, please, I ask you. I'll sit down with you to listen to it. Would you listen to the message last week? I believe with all of my heart that the Lord's word for this church, for our church, for the people in this church this year is glory. That God wants to pour and, and meditate on Isaiah 60. That darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen on you. I believe that we have to keep the glory of the Lord on us. Amen? We have to keep the glory of the Lord on our nation. And the Bible says that the glory of the Lord departed from Israel because the presence of the Lord left Israel. Listen, if we don't keep the presence of God on our nation, God's glory will depart. I've heard of, of, of a number of men of God, and they're not naysayers. They're not negative. But they've said, I, I, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous that God's, the power that we see on the nation can move right over to another nation if God wants. Well, I can't even imagine that. Well, read history. It can move. We have to keep. Uh, the thing that I get most concerned about is when you read Samson. Remember, Samson was strength. He, he would conquer armies. He would grab that jawbone of a donkey, and he knocked out all those thousands of men. You know, he did that, thousand men. And the Bible says that when they cut his hair, when, when he basically violated the covenant of God, Judges 16.20 says this, And she said, Delilah, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said this. I want you to look at these words because mark these words. She said, or he said, I will go out as before at other times. In other words, it'll always be this way. We'll always have strength. We'll always have our political power. It'll always be that the United States is number one on things. It'll always be this way. He said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. Why? Because I'm stronger than everybody else. But he did not know. Read that with me. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Say it again. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Do you know that's the scariest place to be in life? Is you didn't even know when God left you. Church, if God leaves... If God quits touching our, this church, if God quits touching our lives and our family and our nation, if we don't hunger for the God and his presence, we lose his power. We lose his strength. We assume as a nation that God will always be behind us. Kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall. Back in 1 Samuel chapter 15, we read, 1 Samuel chapter 15, there was actually a change of leadership that was going on, kind of like government, that was going on between Saul and David. And God ripped the, 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 the title or the, and the position away from Saul. And Saul said, please, honor me. Let me stay in this position, he said. And God called himself by a title that I want us to remember. This, is, this should be our title as a nation. God said in 1 Samuel 15, and also the strength of Israel will not lie or relent. Notice what he called himself, the strength of Israel. Listen, he's the strength of America. Somebody say God is the strength of America. See, we have said 
that we're a superpower. And you know what a superpower is? It's a power that's strong economically. It's a, it's a power that's strong uh, uh, militarily, technologically, culturally, diplomatic influence. And if we can stay strong in those areas, we'll remain a superpower. But can I tell you, that's all untrue. The real truth behind the superpower is blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The only reason why America is on top in areas, many, is because of God. And if we lose that position, that's, I'm giving you perspective on why we need to pray. Why do I need to pray? We need to pray because we're about, we're about to lose it all. Oh, we're not going to lose it all. We're a remnant. Remember the word remnant? That's true. Remnant is people who are praying, people who are standing in the gap, people who are repenting, people who are calling out on God. And I'm telling you, the one thing the Lord told me in November is do not be passive. We're in times right now that we need to pray more than ever before. If we opened these doors and prayed every single day, it wouldn't be too much. We need to be a people of prayer. Stand with us these next seven days and pray. The strength of America is God. We are what we are because we believe in God. He is the strength of Israel, but he's the strength of us. He says, I'm your strength. I'm the great I am. Not multiple gods. Come on, somebody say, not multiple gods. Not Brahma. Not Buddha. Not money. Not power. Somebody say with me, one God. Come on, lift your hands to him right now. Both of you, lift your hands to him right now. Let's honor him in this place. Say one God. Just say it out. One God. One God. Say, God, we honor you as a nation right now. And say this, forgive us, God, for honoring any other God in our lives. <laughs> forgive us, God, and heal our land, I pray. Heal our land from destruction. Heal our land, Lord God. We don't know what's happening. Lord, people talk about China and Russia in the Middle East, Lord, and Iran and all, all the countries. We don't even know what's being plotted today against the United States. We don't know if we're on the brink of World War III. We don't know, Lord, what's happening, but you know. And God, we come and we turn to you and we say, the only thing that we're great because of is our God. The only reason, Lord, we have strength is because of our God. The only reason we have political and economic and military influence and power is because of our God. And God, help us never to turn away from you. In Jesus' name. Help us not to forget who our God is. Why is the subject even coming up to take one nation under God off? Why is it even being asked? Why would you even want to take God out of the equation unless you believe that there's other things? Forgive us for even asking the question, God. Forgive us for even asking the question, should we have prayer in schools and places? Oh, God. Open our eyes to see. Open the nation's eyes to see the utter dependence we have on you. We pray.
That prayer, was, that prayer was prayed invoking demons and other gods uh, two weeks ago today, but then we just see three days later the storming of the Capitol, the impeaching of a president, and on and on and on and on and on and on. And you can go and blame it on people. But I'll tell you what, when you begin to invite devils in, when you begin to invite demons in, God is not the author of confusion. Somebody say amen. God is not the author of confusion. But God is a God of peace. When you invite the presence of the Lord in, what happens? Peace. Peace. God would come and tell the leaders. He would say, hey, I'm going to give you a season of rest. I'm going to give you a season of peace. I'm going to give you a season. In other words, I'm your covering. I'm your shield. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. I am your God. How many know right now, listen, not what my words, how many know God's speaking right now, even as we're talking right now? Your, your, your heart bears witness that, this, that God is saying that to us. Church, we need to pray. There's an urgency in my heart this morning as we started worship. There's an urgency in my heart that young people, old people, listen, don't wait till it's too late. Get in the presence of God. Pray. Stand in the gap. Be the light. Let the Lord reflect on you. Our prayers make a difference. This week is a big week. The inauguration, the swearing in of a president. And listen, people don't know, well, are there going to be riots that break out? Well, is this going to happen? Many prophets have said that tomorrow, January 18th, that there's a breakthrough that's going to happen and a whole thing that's going to happen. And you know, people say, what do you think? I think I need the Lord. That's what I think. I think I need the Lord. The Bible says prophesy according to your faith. And I only have faith in what the Lord's spoken to me. And I'm, I'm preaching what the Lord's spoken to me. At church, whatever happens, we can't turn from God. We cannot turn from God. This week, we need the Lord. We need to continue to pray for righteousness in our land. We need to continue to pray for justice. Somebody say righteousness. Say justice. We need to continue to pray for peace. We need to continue to pray that the light of the Lord would shine. Come on, would you do this with me right now? If you're physically unable, that's okay. Would you get on your knees right now? If you're physically unable, and I want you to call out to the Lord with me right now. Or just pray right where you are. Call out to the Lord right now. Come on. Just tell him, God, I need you today. <laughs> Come on, begin to call out to him. Say, God, we need you. This week we need you. Next week we need you. This year we need you, God. Lord, you said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I believe that even as we're praying right now, there's some people who need to repent in here. There's things in your heart that God would bring up and say, clean that out right now. Because I want to pour my glory in you and through you. And I need you to clean that up right now. Lord, we repent of sin. We repent of unrighteousness. We repent, God. And come on humbly, Lord. Say that we're in need of you today. Tell the Lord, I need you today. Our nation needs you today. Our world needs you today. God, we pray for, we pray, Lord, for the inauguration this week. We pray, Lord, for what you want to do, God, this week. And we pray, Lord, that you would have your way this week in Jesus' name in our nation. We pray, Lord, for the president, God. We pray for the Congress, Lord. 
We pray for all the division and we pray that you'd bring healing and hope and shine yourself, even as you did with Elijah. Lord, to people, you confronted them. Lord, we pray that you would confront unrighteousness in our nation. In Jesus' name. Lord, nations, people, Lord, within our nation and outside of our nation, God, that have planned things, that have planned war, that have planned to take us out, protect us. Pray, pray with me. God, protect us. Be our strength. Be our hope, Lord. Be our healing, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Tell the Lord, I depend upon you, Lord. We depend upon you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And would you tell the Lord, would you commit to him right now and say, Lord, some of you might need to say, forgive me for not praying as urgently as I should have, but Lord, I commit to take responsibility to pray for my nation. You said in your word to do it. And so, Lord, I'm going to pray for my nation. Teach me how to do it. Show me how to do it, I pray. In Jesus' name, thank you for it. Thank you for it. We pray for peace, Lord. We pray for hope, Lord. Just stay in that posture, or if you want to sit, you can, but just stay in that posture. I'm going to read to you a couple verses here, then we're going to close. Isaiah 60, I read it last week. It says, Arise, Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Where is the glory of the Lord seen? It's seen on his people. He said, for behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Listen, darkness will cover the earth. We can't sit and say, oh God, don't let darkness cover the earth. No, he, darkness is going to cover the earth. Deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Notice where you see the glory of the Lord on people. Come on, open your hearts up and say, God, we pray that you'd pour out your glory on us. Pour out your glory on the church. Pour out your glory on your people. Pour out your glory, Lord, we pray. Your glory will be seen on your people. The whole earth may be black and dark and corrupt, but God, pour out your glory. Shine your glory, God, on your people, we pray. In Jesus' name. Verse 18 of that same chapter says, Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting or destruction within your borders. Lord, we pray over what some would call the, a, a violent, homicidal city of Memphis. And we call this city light in Jesus' name. We call for healing over this city. We pray, Lord, that you would flip the switch, reverse the trend to not be the most dangerous, but to be the safest city in America, we pray. Why? Because the light of the Lord. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land. Lord, we pray that we wouldn't even hear about murder and homicide and violence. People wouldn't be scared to walk through the certain streets, Lord, or neighborhoods, God. Neither wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Can you just say to the Lord, thank you for salvation today. Say, we call the walls of this church salvation. Just say it. We call the walls of our home salvation. We call our, our homes protected right now. 
Would you call your home saying, my home's protected by the Lord. And your gates praise. Say, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. You're our covering. You're our protection today. You're our hope today. He says, the sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness the moon will give you light. In other words, the things you'd normally depend upon to give you light, that's not what's going to give you light anymore because the Lord is going to be to you an everlasting light and your glory. Can you tell the Lord, Lord, I depend upon you. I depend upon your light. I depend upon your glory. I depend upon you to shine your light upon your people, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name I pray. Now just ask the, ask the Lord as we close here. Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What adjustments do you want me to make? At home right now, just say, Holy Spirit, what adjustments do you want me to make? We sing the song, Lord, send revival. Most revivals come through youth and young people. I know the Lord wrecked me at 13 years old, wrecked my heart for him. And I want you to pray. Young people, pray right now. Say, Lord, would you change me? I'm not going to wait till I'm in my 20s and lost half of my decisions to the world. Lord, would you wreck me? Would you change me? Would you soften my heart for Jesus? God, we pray for our youth. Come on, pray with me right now. I pray for our youth. I pray for our children and our youth, Lord, who are vulnerable, who don't know which way to go. And God, I, we stand up for them in the spirit. We say, Satan, you take your hand off of the youth of Memphis. Take your hand off of the youth of Memphis. Take your hand off of the youth of this church. In Jesus' name, we stand up and we say, God, pour out revival in our youth. Pour out revival in our young people. Pour out revival, Lord, we pray. Move upon them by your spirit, we pray. Break the power. We, we speak all the powers of darkness broken in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Lord. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you just sense you need to return to him right now, can we do this? Say, Lord, I confess with my mouth. Say it with me. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. So I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. And I thank you that I'm saved today. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.